taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Good morning. Well, we are so excited to be here with you all this morning um, for our third or or fourth installment of the CIS um, series, where we are just taking a chance to just pour into our sisters in meaningful ways, both um, from the minister word and today um, from a bit of discussion. So really excited to be here with this amazing panel of ladies. Uh, to just talk a bit about what it looks like to navigate work and life from the Christian perspective. So I'm um, glad you all could be flies on the wall for this conversation today as we jump right into it. So uh, my first thing I'm going to ask each one of them uh, is to give us their name, um, their titles, however they, they like to be um, addressed in the work environment. Um, and because today's conversation is going to be about um, centering our careers on Christ, that will be the first question. But before we jump in, um, I'd like to pray with all of us. Heavenly Father, gracious God, we just want to stop and say thank you first and foremost for all that you do for all of us. We know that in all of our lives, Lord, we want to manifest blessings and a reflection of you, give you glory, Lord. And we know that for so many of us, our day-to-day work, our day-to-day lives, um, where we pour into people all day through our work, Lord, is where we have the opportunity to do most, uh, just have most benefit, Lord. So we just ask that you give us a chance to open up insights, open up um, perspectives, Lords, on how to do that in a way that gives glory to you. It is in Jesus' name's sake that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we will start over here. Can you introduce yourself? Good morning, City Point. My name is Kenya Merritt. I um, official title is Chief Small Business Officer with the City of Chicago. Um, and I've been in that role for about three years, been in the public service, Um, sector for about 21 years. Yes, I started when I was three. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) And so um, how Christ shows up in my work. Yeah, or Christ-centered career. What does that mean Christ-centered career. Um, I think being a Christian, like that's just in everything that I do, right? Like um, from how I work to how um, I engage with friends. And so for me, that's the lens in which I do my work. Um, Am I doing it in a way that reflects my faith, um, and am I doing it in a way that um, represents Christ? Awesome. Hey, everybody. My name is Asia Corinne McGee. Um, You guys may know me as the Director of Operations here at City Point. Entrepreneurially, I am a personal branding strategist, and I help purpose-driven entrepreneurs to become the undeniable choice. And the foundation of my work really is rooted in faith, really helping the gifted and the called to get more visibility and to increase their influence so that they can really make impact on a greater scale. Awesome. Thank you. I'm, I'm so inspired already. I'm like, I should have brought a notepad up here so I could take notes as well. Um, I am Jenny LaFleur. I am a community builder, a content creator, and an influencer. 
and how Christ, Christ stays center in my career is all about alignment, meaning that I live a holistic life, that even though I wear many hats, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a girlfriend, I don't have to switch my values up at any point in time. So my career, my faith, all those values are right in alignment with each other, and that hasn't always been the case. So this is a really a benchmark for me um, professionally, so I'm really excited to be here. How Christ shows up in my career is, to, I think to Jenny's point, is really around alignment. And, you know, my prayer for my career has not always been, God, give me such and such job. It's been, God, place me where you want me to be. So there's never any confusion around, is this, is this, a, spl- is this a place for me or not? I know that wherever I am, that's the answer to my prayer. I love that. Oh, man, we're going to have a good conversation with these ladies. Um, So, yeah, so I think with that, and I so appreciate, Jen, you even talking about this fact of, like, it has been a journey to get there, right? Because I think for most people, that's probably the case. And so would love to just kind of hear if you would unpack that a little bit and any others where it's what has been the journey of kind of thinking about um, how you center um, your career on Christ and, like, what were some of the pivots that made that more of a reality for you? I started, I was in fashion for years, and I was in, uh, the part of the industry I was in was a lot of trade shows, a lot of developers, and it is a crazy industry full of all type of things. And you are also working with the public, and they tell you, you know, a couple of things you don't discuss. You don't discuss religion, you don't discuss politics, things of that nature. So I did feel like to be a success in one part of a career, I I had to hide and lock away part of myself. And then even looking back at 20-year-old me, there were times when maybe I didn't speak up, you know, or I didn't leave the room with things I I wasn't comfortable with or just seeing wild things. And at one point I knew, like, I have to get out of here. Like, this is not the place for me. So when I've been able to pivot and what I do now was nothing that I went to college for. There was no major for this. So I know that this is something that God's calling me to do. And so what I have done is give him the glory every step of the way. Like anyone that talks to me knows that I always talk about favor. I always talk about that I'm God's favorite. And when he look at me, he like, let me just bless Jenny a little bit more. <laughs> like even, even when like little stuff come my way, you know, like God just looks at me and be like, all right, let me just hype her up a little bit more just so she can talk, you know, talk about it and put my name in it. And so as long as I keep doing that, that really is what makes me excited. And I think that's what inspires others as well. No, and it's, it's so true, and I'm glad you've been kind of talked this piece of, like, being in spaces and places where you're continually navigating, like, is this a place, or how do I show up in a way that's going to make me feel most comfortable walking out of it? And, and often there's, a, there's gray there, right? And you've got to decide the black and white, and that kind of can be a, a really tricky situation. Is there anyone else that's had, like, a moment where they've had to kind of make a call in some type of way like that? Well, I was just going to add in terms of like making sure you're in the right space, like really leaning into faith, mm-hmm. right? Like there have been positions or points where you've needed to pivot and you're questioning God. Mm-hmm. Am I making the right decision? Am I going in the right direction? But really leaning into your faith and trusting that God is ordering your steps mm-hmm. and that he will make your path clear. 
Yeah. And then let's talk about that because, Kenya, that's real too, right? Like you can lean yeah, in yeah. and it don't work out <laughs> the way that it's you hard. thought, you know? So like how, how do you kind of navigate through these elements? Because I think, you know, with all of us um, on this journey, right, like people are making a very intentional um, hope for, especially, you know, if you are um, on a path of your faith, but like that doesn't always mean it's going to work out. Right. The and way when it's tied think. to money, it makes it mad tricky because, Ooh. you know, it's like mm-hmm. one thing to say faith was like, OK, God, I don't know what when my paycheck going to come after right. this. And the tuition bills are steady due yeah. and the bills steady coming. You know, I remember when I first started this, I would tell God, like, look, just give me a peek behind what's going to happen <laughs> so I can just know. And then, no, I'm riding with you either yeah. way. But if I could just have a little snippet to know that, you know, it's a it's a scary thing when it's tied to your livelihood, but I love that saying, like, God just put me where I'm supposed to be, put me at the right yeah. place. And I mean, and with that, Patricia, because, yeah, to the point, like, I know you have kind of, because of that, been very, like, have an approach when you come into your spaces and um, and working with your teams that just, like, really kind of makes it a uh, foregone conclusion, almost, <laughs> that this is going to be part of it. So I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about, like, how you approach just engaging with your teams through that lens. Yeah, um, my, I'm, I'm unapologetic. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just unapologetic. Like, this is who I am. I may not be blasting my Christian music in this, uh, in this meeting, but no, it's playing somewhere, okay? <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I want everybody to bring their whole self to work. There are people on my team who don't share the same belief in me, who may not have beliefs at all, but I know from my own personal journey that watching others just live in their truth and live in their light can be an inspiration to somebody else. So what I'm hoping to do is just to let my light shine bright so that, you know, people around me are like, what do I need to do to be saved? I absolutely love that. And even, um, Asia, like when you think about working with your, um, you know, the individuals that are trying to pull it out, like what are some of the conversations, the coachings, or do they, do you find that they typically are there and you're just kind of helping bring it out? Or do you ever have to kind of help them get there as well? Yeah, that's that's a really great question. I actually want to just share a little bit about my journey to blending uh, my purpose and profession and my faith because um, I am in personal branding by God Design. And when he was first bringing me into the career, I knew nothing about it. And so I was learning the language of it like a baby would learn how to talk. And I sounded very Googleable. You know, like any article from Google or Inc. that you would read. And in 2015, when Periscope was just coming to be, he told me to start a broadcast on Mondays, and it was called Maximize Mondays. And in hindsight, that was the vehicle that he used to merge my message from a business standpoint with the faith message, which really, I believe, was the foundation of me building influence. It was like um, a clarion call for those purpose-driven people that I'm really called to serve, to identify with me. And, you know, the kingdom entrepreneur definitely has um, specific and unique challenges um, different from just traditional entrepreneurs. And so when they heard me speak in the language, they were able to come and get served. Um, But also, I believe that me just standing in a place and being the brand gives them the confidence to be forward with their faith um, as they pursue the calling that God has given them. So um, I think as all these ladies have mentioned, when we stand in our faith and what we do, um, it gives others some confidence and reassurance in what they do. Yeah, Asia, you just hit something else is this idea of community, right? And how having community is part of what gives people often the strength and the fortitude and the um, just the sustainability in this space, right? When things aren't necessarily going 
going the way that you think that they should, but they're going the way they should, yeah. right? Um, and so I'd love for anyone to talk a little bit about like what, what community building in, um, in your faith and in your career in a way that supports your, your faith, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so for me, it's instrumental, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like community, whether it's um, coworkers or my sister girls that I have in the group text. It's like six of us that we text on a daily basis. Those group texts will keep you living. Can I just tell you about group chats and the support that you get from your girls and group chats is just like something that just sustains you. So for me, as I mentioned earlier, just really leaning in and having faith that wherever God positions you is the right place. But it's hard, y'all. Like when you are in a position and you feel like, I should be here, but right, God, yeah. you have me here, mm-hmm. and the person you have here is not doing it right, and I know that, I can do it better, that right? Part, that right? part, yeah. that part. And so having faith and trusting that you are in the right place mm-hmm. and that God is going to continue to order your steps and align you. And so that's when I personally need most to really lean into community and lean into friends to say, okay, girl calm down. You're on 10 right now. You're showing your whole West Side self right now. West Side self. Whole West Side self right now. Shout out to the West Side. Shout out to the West Side. (laughs) Like, trust God and know that it's going to work out. And for me, in those peaks as well, community has helped because, you know, this is, before I came to City Point, you know, I was like, as far as like the type of giver I was, I was like a couple dollars in the basket, a 20 every once in a while, you know. And so then January came and Pastor D challenged us to tithe. And I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, I'm supposed to, and my checks come sporadically. You know what I mean? Like one month I might be popping and it could be a dry spell, you know, especially before when I didn't know how to really navigate that space. So I was like, what does this look like for me? What does this, you know? And then, so I'm like, he's like, just try it. So I'm like, okay, I'll try it. So that's fine. I'm like, okay, I can't down with this. Oh, I don't have to wait till Sunday. The Zell open all the time. So I'm going to get a check. So I'm just going to put the check. So that worked out. But then the check started getting bigger at 10%. Sound like a little something after a while. (laughs) So then you starting to have to give with a lot of zeros behind it. And it was shocking to me. And so I was able to rely on community, you know, to just say, to calm me down and to say, if you think this, is this fear that's driving you or faith? You think this is going to be the last check you get that this amount, you know, and that takes a girlfriend to talk to you just like that. Like, if you think this is your last check that you're going to get that this amount, then don't, then don't tie it. Then that's it. Then you should hold on to it. But if you have faith that they steady going to come, then do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, then, and that came from my community of other Christian professional women. Yeah, I mean, you just hit something. Because this fear over faith, I think, is a very real... I mean, and, and it shows up in all parts of our lives, right? And I think what can often be the case, especially in work, is like you can have the propensity to almost turn off some of your other stuff like you got your work mind and then sometimes you can have your other mind right and then your work mind is dollars and cents and rational and logic and it's all these places where if we don't allow it God doesn't have a doesn't have a role and it's like how then do you get real intentional in the spaces where it almost is like okay God I got this because I got the education or I got the experience to say, oh, no, 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 actually, <laughs> this is where I need to live the most yeah. and get over the fear mm. that, like, where he might put you or how you have to start to stretch out mm-hmm. is going to feel uncomfortable, yeah. right? So I love even in that space of, like, getting, uncom- getting comfortable with, the, with yeah. uncomfortable, 
Um, any examples of where you have had to kind of lean in from a like, I know this is uncomfortable. You just gave one on tithing, but yeah. any other places where you've known it's felt uncomfortable and you've had to lean in otherwise? I'll definitely speak up about that <laughs> as an entrepreneur because one of my realizations was that there's no such thing as business as usual as a purpose-driven entrepreneur. Um, somebody asked me uh, the other day what was one of the most like challenging pieces and how did I overcome it? And I said, it's very interesting because you know, kingdom entrepreneurs, we don't work for money. Money is a byproduct of the impact that we make. Mm. And so sometimes you, you want to go outside and you want to play and God is like sit and incubate or, you know, it's like, oh, here goes a good opportunity and the bag is nice and God will be like, that's not your opportunity. Mm, yeah. And so it really is faith in just for you to sit and relax and say, there really is nothing better for me to be doing than what God created me to do. So let me just relax because his, his plan is greater, but it takes an immense amount of just confidence in God because um, you will feel like this pull to want to do what the trends of the industry um, are doing or, you know, what you see over there. But I heard this quote um, several years ago and it was, it said, you can't make a difference if you're not willing to be different. Mm -hmm. And so we have to know that, you know, when everybody else is going left, God may call us to go right and it may look a little, you know, empty around us. But to the point of you ladies about that community piece, you got to, you know, identify where your people are so you guys can encourage one another to just stay rooted and planted um, on the path that God has for you. And continue in spaces like this. I think, you know, um, City Point has been instrumental as my church family, but also in helping me navigate my career. So continue mm -hmm. to have spaces where we're lifting each other up because I was on the opposite side of this panel before, right? I'm in the front row taking those. Carla, just said, what? You talking about the notebook, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So continue to have these type of opportunities and being open to, you know, the people that are watching us in this moment, sitting down, having coffee, and just continue to lift each other up. I think it's going to be an important part of just keeping that community peace, too. And it's times you call for stuff, and you might not have the pay. You feel like you don't have the credentials to what... I remember when I first started doing TV, I was like, Everyone here is media trained except for me. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to last, you know. And then one time I even took screenshots of my faces because everyone else is like, oh. And I'm like, what? And I was like, I got to get this part together, you know. But this is, that was what I, this is supposed to be how I reach so many other moms. And this is a part of my journey. It's but authentic. I never thought that that would be, though. And I almost talked myself out of it because I thought I didn't have the paper credentials you know, that you were supposed to Look have. Look at you, a whole TV regular. Child. <laughs> and a whole now, TV regular. Right, the whole, a whole, like how could, you know, a girl from the West Side, I always say, and you, you know, and you're an example because if he did it for me, mm -hmm. girl. Tell me about it. And that, that's a part of it too, is like being able to call the role on the things yes. that have happened before. Yes. And I have even had to like reassert myself in that or like write it down. I have a therapist telling me about like, I'm going to need you to take a book and write accomplishments, yeah. right? Because sometimes you can get in those spaces where you are feeling like I got to zig with everybody zigging instead of zagging. But it's like, uh-uh, no, I, all these things God has shown me he has done before. Why now do I feel like there's a different strategy that I need to, you know, like take into consideration? But I, I think it's those being able to hold on to those things Absolutely. as your reminders, right? Mm -hmm. For not forgetting to remember, right? Or not remembering to, for, you all know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I would just add to that a lot of times I think as Christian 
women, sometimes we feel like we have to be docile and sometimes take a talk about back, it, can you? Right? Um, and for me, that just contradicts like how I am in the workplace. Right, and so I think like there has to be like to your you point, just like mm-hmm. God will put you in places where you may feel like you don't have the credentials, or I don't have the background, or I don't have the experience, but He's placed you there. Mm-hmm. And a God mm-hmm. that big and that bold and that bad, like we can come into these places feeling fully bold mm-hmm. um, and not feeling docile and feeling like we have to shrink ourselves. I love it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I know because well, you know, somebody needed to. We even got our phone for notes, like. But now, I mean, that piece on like trying to kind of be, be what you are supposed to be in this space that can sometimes, I mean, even from the other side, right? Like we talk about these pressures from a, what it looks like from a career or a you know secular ask of how to show up, but there are also ones from a like you know old kind of religious tradition, yeah. if you will, yeah. right? Yeah. That I think is also especially for women that have been in career where you have to be willing to step out. You have to be willing to be the first one to kind of have conversations, be a bit bold, like trying to reconcile that with faith sometimes can also feel like, am I, am I walking in where I'm supposed to? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, to be just when we first started dating, Pastor D, sorry, <laughs> y'all know. <laughs> but um, we used to talk about that, like the game face that like would come on when it was like time for me to kind of go into these, these um, work moments and all of that, and that it was a different kind of side, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a part of me, right? And that I was like putting on a face. It's like, no, it's okay yeah. that I know how to show up in these spaces in yeah. a different mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. than I might show up in other places, yeah. but not that that has to feel any, any less authentic. Yeah. So a lot of those conversations. Absolutely. So, I mean, when you all start thinking about, um, like, how you now, if you were to kind of words to the wise, like, start to put some things into consideration, tell yourself when you were 20, right? Tell yourself when you first started going in here. What would be language that you would use to kind of try to walk yourself through this um, and getting kind of centered, staying centered, all those things? Any, any words of wisdom that you would put out for your, for your past self or your younger self? I would say to be bold, be bold in your ask and your prayer. I think that even when you're talking about showing up docile, I used to show up docile for myself. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know, I thought that God had like such big issues to solve. You know what I mean? So who was I to like ask for something very specific? But now my stuff be down to the color code. Like I like I am very like I'm very specific and I'm very bold in my prayers and very bold of what I want my life to to look like. And that's because I do know the God that I serve. And so why would I ask for anything less? Because then I am underestimating what he can do. And who am I to do that? So I would just say to my 20-year-old self to be bold in your ask and then do the work that comes with it because that, that is coming. You know what I mean? So be bold and be prepared. Be prepared because if God gives you the opportunity, show up prepared. Mm-hmm. I love that. Absolutely. Any other thoughts in 20-year-old sayings you would give? <laughs> I would just say um, submit to your process. Um, I have learned that everything that God does is for our development. And as random as the past decade of my life has seemed, um, every single stage contributed something to where I am today. Um, Also, be excellent at every level and invest time in really developing yourself and learning how to hear the voice of God. Because I don't believe that you can have a conversation about coming into alignment with purpose if you can't 
hear God, and um, you have to learn how he speaks to you, the patterns of how he speaks to you and the rhythms, and that's going to help you to make the right decisions when you come to Crossroads. Yeah, all of that. And even though, like, I'm still in my 20s, so what I would say to myself <laughs> exactly. all right. Now. Right, right, so you're like, can someone bring out a mirror? Because I'm basically talking to myself right now. Yeah. Um, it's to be fearless, but I, I do, I would love to put a pin in what Asia mentioned. And I'm actually going through this now is, like, being introspective. Mm-hmm. And so taking those moments, those quiet times mm-hmm. to just, like, sit mm-hmm. and reflect and to hear from God about what he's doing in you. And I think that just outwardly comes out in your career. Yeah. I think for me, um, in, in that younger phase, you know, I was, my faith was obviously different because I was younger. Um, but I just remember one of the elders talking about obedience. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean obedience in that very, very old school way, but, you know, trusting God, spending time with him. Um, and just continuing to live a, a life as close as you can to what he's called you to do will be rewarded. And I think that's a part of my story, too. Like, I believe, you know, even though I've, I've fallen, you know, that I was obedient in, in some of the things that he's asked me to do. And this is one of those, you know, blessings that, that he's allowed me to have. So obedience is one of them. Oh, so many good things. And it just even hit, too, because as we talk about our 20-year-old selves, we are all also moms, So I would love to just kind of hear how you all think about, you know, being in a career, having littles that are watching, like, are there any things that you do intentionally or don't do intentionally or think about as it relates to like knowing that you're always being watched by this little person that's in the, in the room with you or, you know, a little older person that some of y'all have, but just how has that played a role in how you've shown up? A proud mommy moment for me was my oldest, um, was she was entering the workforce and you know she really didn't even tell me about it. she's like yeah ma, i just applied for this job i'm like whoa you want to prep you want to practice like what's the deal <laughs> um and she was like no i got it and then like she goes in there um and she came back out to tell me the story but she negotiated her salary at wow. 16. i was like that's my baby <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like th- those are some of the conversations where now you know we're talking about not leaving money on the table she did her research for you know, where the, the mean, the median, the mold was, and where she felt like she needed to be. And, you know, she counter-offered. I was like, that's my, oh that's my, my baby. So just, um, right, just, Whoa. like, really um, just, just being mindful of, like, the importance of just always being watched. So, you, you know, integrity, like, is not changing. Like, I'm yeah. not changing because you're watching me. I may not have even known you were, you were listening to me when I was having conversations mm-hmm. about negotiation. But... She was, yeah. and look what happened. Yeah. So that integrity of like never changing, no matter who's watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I don't have a little one per se, but yeah, a young adult over there. Um, but I would say even from when he was little, because I was balancing, you know, raising him, going to school, um, and then trying to be boss too. Um, that like all of that just intersected, right? And so that meant him sometimes being in my workplace after five because mom had to work late, right? And so just by default, he ended up knowing a lot about what I do, right? The good and the bad of it. Um, But I think for me, what has shown through is that like I'm the same person at work as I am at home, 
right? And so I show up the same way, right? So in public service, I love what I do. I want to help people. And he's seeing that at work and what I do, and then he's seeing that at home too. Um, so we'll see what happens with him in his career. I think he may be leaning into maybe the same things that maybe mom may be doing, but we'll see. <laughs> I, I love what you said because mm -hmm. I remember my mom. You remember your mom used to have a work voice? Yes. You know what I mean? Voice. Like when they answer the phone, like you call yeah. your mama like to ask her if you have pizza or whatever. And she's like, hello, welcome. To, and I'm like, who is this? You know what I mean? Like, what is lady? Because she don't come home, you know. So I love showing up as the same, and that's something that I really, you know, I'm hoping that my boys see is that I am myself 24-7 because I have too many different roles, and if I had to change it up, I would be exhausted. So there are different versions of myself, different parts that I bring to the table depending on the opportunity and what's in front of me, but they are all part of me. That's right. So that's probably the most important that I really want. So whatever career that they find it, that they find a career that truly aligns with who they are. And they know that they don't have to be a different person at work. They can yeah. be themselves. And like okay. you were saying, that that's an example that you hope you can be for, for your team. Like whatever it is, that you can just be yourself and, and have a successful boss career entrepreneur. And there's success in that. And so that's the part that's really exciting that I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to my boys seeing. Yeah, I mean, there have been, you know, many ups and downs of this last year and a half of the pandemic. But one of the, I don't know, depending on the day it's an up or down, is that Layla has had to be at home yeah. with us, with me, while I'm working. Yeah. Um, she has uh, photobombed many a meeting, even a couple with my CEO. <laughs> But at the same time, like she literally gets to hear and see mommy work every day, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and those are those things that like at certain points, I have to say, as much as I'm, I'm, you know, tired of giving snacks and trying to keep her quiet in the morning, there is going to be a value to the fact that mm -hmm. she sees. Mm -hmm. And to your point, like whether I'm talking to the people on the screen or I'm talking to her, yes. it's the same mommy. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a value in that, that, you know, we are taking for granted given all the other contexts, but I'm just prayerful that like it's those types of things that just internalize, yeah. you know, and internalize in a really meaningful way to say that like you can show up as same, same, no yeah. matter what, and it will be okay. It will be okay. I'll just add um, one of the things that I'm really aiming for is fluidity um, in my life and in my career. And Austin is so funny because he sees me on the computer. He'd be like, do you have to take a call? Or you'll hear him or see him with a computer. He'd be like, I have so much work to do. And I'm like, where did you hear that from? Um, but I think it's important um, as I build that I'm setting proper boundaries even around it because I don't want him ever to feel like he's not as important as what I'm doing. So, you know, that. he's made some photo bombs too, you know, but including them um, where they can and just trying to blend the two um, so that I'm setting even the right example from a from a boundary perspective. Oh, I, I love that. I'm so glad you ended on that one because it, it is. It's like the, the idea that all these things can be integrated and it's not like one or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, and that you don't have to sacrifice, right? Like being a mom and them feeling valued while you're doing all these other things, I think is gonna be, you know, ultimately helping them all to be healthy and ourselves too, yeah, um, to, to be healthy. So I think that's all I got for you all today. Um, great. I was, I was looking, have to, I was looking for the red table. <laughs> oh, next time we will get a red table. But we hope that this blessed you all in some way and about this conversation, we 
want to continue it another time, but we're just so blessed to have these amazing bosses as a part of our community, as a part of your community. And, um, and yeah, that, that, until next time. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody.